Ready? Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Tesvav. Uh, evidently, you got through the Mishnah on Yedal Ramabe, so we'll start at the Gemara, but just a five-second review. The Mishnah said that if a, if a young girl goes down to fill up water from the well, and someone is minus her, that you look if, if uh, Rove of the city, at least that's how we understand it now, if Rove of the city is someone who's, uh, are people who are uh, fit to marry into Kahuna, then we consider, we assume that this woman was, you know, was, uh, was violated by someone who is, who, uh, who is fit for Kahuna, and therefore neither her nor her child would be usher to the Kahuna. Uh, so that's, that's, uh, how we understand the Mishnah. Amrle Ravel or Nachman, uh, Rav said to Rav Nachman, Rav Yochanan ben Nuri Damar Keman. So we, we obviously, we've been dealing for several days now, with uh, questions of uh, uh, uncertain uncertainty as to who who the father is or the circumstances, and we've been going through and consistently having this machlokas between Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Elazar on one hand and Rabbi Shua on the other hand. So the question is, where does this fit in in that machlokas? And uh, at first, the Gemara has trouble slotting it in. It says, "Ik Rabbi Gamliel, if it's like Rabbi Gamliel, afilu berov psulanami." Uh, that even if the, most of the people in the city are apostle, we would still be machsher the woman. I'll get back to explaining this in a moment. And if it's like Rabbi Shua, then uh, even if most of them are kosher, then they're also, uh, she's also still apostle. So let me just remind you what this was talking about. So two days ago, uh, we had a Gemara where there was a, a, a brisa that had a back and forth between Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Lazar on one hand, Rabbi Shua on the other hand. And if you recall, Rabbi Shua was asking them on their opinion from the case of a, a, a girl who's captured by uh, kidnappers, and we assume that she, was, that she was raped while she was there with the kidnappers. And if you remember, the Gemara said, well, why didn't... So Rabbi Shua brought up that case in, uh, you know, to Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Lazar, and the Gemara asked, why didn't Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Lazar, or according to some Rishon, why didn't Rabbi Shua? But whatever it is, the point was, why, did, why is there not a distinction between those cases of capture and the cases we were dealing with there because in one case it's Rov Ksherim and the other case it's Rov Psulim because captors, kidnappers, we assume are Goyim, so that's either Rov or all Psulim if the Tosos addresses that issue. Whereas in the case where it's, where it's close to the city or it's in the city that it could be Rov Yisraelim. So why didn't we distinguish that way? And the Gemara said, you see from here that the one who's Machsher is Machsher even if it's Rov Psulim and the one who is uh, who is postal, is postal, even if it's Rov Ksherim. So the question is, our Mishnah, which says you need to look at whether they are Ksherim or not, whether they're Kasher and Masin Lekuhuna, implies that it's relevant whether or not it's Rov Ksherim. So that doesn't fit with either Rabbi Gamliel or Rabbi Shua, because we just said that both Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Shua say their opinions, even in the extreme case. Uh, so therefore, we're trying to slot in, we're trying to slot it in. Uh, so therefore, we say, uh, He said, "We're going to know. I'm going to explain to you what case our mission is talking about, and therefore, it's going to fit." Uh, again, Machalkas Rishonim, whether it fits uh, only according to Rabbi Shua or it fits according to both. Rashi says only according to Rabbi Shua, so we'll go with that. That he says, "No, we're talking about uh, halacha is like Rabbi Shua." And what's the case? The story that happened in the Mishnah was talking about Kronos Shel Tzipuri, which are the wagons of Tzipuri. What is this a reference to? That there were um, itinerant merchants uh, who used to come through town. And so what they're saying is the case there was talking about a case where 
there was such a uh, group of merchants, and the group of merchants were Rov Yisrael, and so therefore the fact that there was a group of merchants who were Rov Yisrael, coupled with the fact that the majority of people in the town were kosher to marry Kahuna, that's why the case is different. Now, we're not going to explain this right yet, because uh, the Gemara is going to get to it in a little bit, um, but basically the point is, it's like Rabbi Yeshua, and Rabbi Yeshua, who normally says the woman loses her cheskas kashras, in this case, because there's two roves in her favor, we say that even Rabbi Yeshua would say that she is mutter to marry uh, Kahuna, and we'll see why that's so in a minute. Um, and the Gemara says, says, Gemara says, Ukad Rabbi this is like Rabbi Ami, the Am Rabbi Ami, because Rabbi Ami said on our Mishnah, the case in our Mishnah was talking about assumed a case where there was a group of men who were kosher, who were passing through town. And similarly, like we see from Rabbi Lakuna, that if she, uh, if she was Boel on the wagons, then she's kosher to Kahuna. So the Gemara interrupts her a second and says, Are we talking about a case where she went on the wagons uh, to be Mizana? I'm sorry, Bishas um, Kronos, that she, she was Nival, she had Bia, at the time that the Kronos were coming through town. So again, you see two other, ans- you see an answer and then two supports that our Mishnah is talking about a case where there's a rove Sherim in town and there's also this group of merchants passing through. And we'll see the significance of that in a moment. Um, but the Gemara, the Gemara is going to, <coughs> is going to just uh, make a side point. It says, Ksherim Lekuhuna. Uh, I, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry, that if she's nivel during the time when the Kronos are there, she's kasher to Kuno. So the Gemara says, Let's say, even if there was a caravan or a group passing through, uh, and one one man went out from the town, so it's it's during a time when there's a group of itinerant merchants, but someone went out from the town, and uh, had beer with her, Havlad Shtuki, the Vlad is a shtuki, uh, is, is of, uh, you know, we talked about a shtuki, but basically uncertain uh, lineage. We don't know who the father is, and that has halachic consequences for kahuna. So the point of this is just saying, if we know that the man came from the town, even if it's at a time when the town is being visited by these uh, passing merchants, that doesn't help. It has to be a case of suffolk as to where the man who was Ma'anasar came from. Did the man come from the passing merchants, or did he come from the town? And we're going to see now, now we're going to bring a Gemara, which talks about something, and then through that we're going to understand why on earth it makes a difference if there's a merchant passing through town or not. And the rove of the town and rove of the merchants are... Rove of the town and rove of the merchants are Kashr Lakuna, are Kashr Masin Lakuna, yes. Uh, like this that Rav Dimi said in the name of Ziri in the name of Rav Chanina that Ziri said in the name of Rav Chanina Rashi just points out that Rav Dimi wasn't part of this conversation according to the second view he said we go after the rove of this city but we don't go after the rove of the group meaning these merchants now the Gemara says Klape laya. Rashi says, like, w- what direction are you talking about here? It's basically saying this doesn't, this doesn't make any sense. If anything, it should be the opposite. Hani naidi vahani kvi vikaimi. Okay, so now I need to take a minute and explain some things here. So there's, there's something called, there, in, in, in issues of rove, there's a couple of, of concepts we should be familiar with. One is called, it says, which we'll learn, which basically is saying, 
in an instance where you have doubts that are called kavua, and kavua is a little complicated beyond our scope today, but in ours, basically uh, the classic case of this is, and we're going to get to it in our Gemara, the classic case of this is you have nine stores that sell kosher meat, you have one store that sells treif meat, that sells nevela. The person went into one of those stores and bought meat, but he doesn't remember which store he went into. He's not sure if it was one of the kosher ones or one of the uh, treif ones. Now, ordinarily, when we're used to rove, we think nine out of ten are kosher. The meat's kosher. The halacha is not that way because that's considered kavua. Because the stores are there, they're in front of us. So kavua, kemechsa, mechsadami, it's treated like 50-50. Uh, and then, so it depends whether, what would you do in a case of Suffolk? Would you go Luchumra or Lukula? That's where we get into, but in order to, the halacha of Rov doesn't apply if it's Kavua, because if it's Kavua, we say Mechza, Mechza, Dami. There's another concept, which is kind of the other side of the coin, but I think it doesn't fully encapsulate. The other concept is Kol de Parish, Meruba Kaparish. That if you have a group, and someone comes out of that group, we say, and so therefore it wrecks the Kavua nature of it, because that person has left the group. So, uh, so we say, Kol de parish, meruba kaparish, that if someone separated himself from the group, we assume that he separated himself from the rove. So if you had nine Jews and a non-Jew together, and one person separated, then uh, we, we would say that that person separated from the majority. Okay, so now going back to, but, and we're going we're gonna to get into this in detail in the Gemara, but going back to this, so we say in the name of Reb Hanina, we go after the rove by the city. But we don't go after the rove by the group. And the Gemara says it would be the opposite. Because the group is itinerant merchants. They're not kavua. They're from somewhere else. So therefore, anything that comes out of them should be, should be kosher. Should be considered like a Jew. And anything that comes out of the city, the city is kavua, should be treated like mechta mechta. So it should be the opposite. Why do we say that we follow the rove in the city, but we don't follow the rove in the group? It should be we follow the rove in the group, but we don't follow the rove in the city. So the Gemara says, and, and right now, this is where we're going to learn, uh, where, this is where we're going to learn how we know that our, our, uh, what our mission is talking about. El Arhochen Acherov Ha'ir. We go after the rove Ha'ir, meaning we look at, like our mission has said, we look whether most of the people in the city are Jews. V'hu de'ika rov that is provided that there is a group alongside the city, meaning the city is there plus a group of itinerant merchants who are Jews. The ain okay. So therefore, now because in order to explain this comment of Reb Hanina, we have to say that we're talking about a case where there is where there is a city that's Rov Yisrael and a, and a passing group of merchants who's Rov Yisrael. So now we see when when the Gemara says Kiha. Kihad Ravasar of Dimi, etc. That's how we know our mission is dealing with this. Now the Brisa, now the explanation continues. The Ein Holchen Acherov Ha'ir Gredas. So we don't follow after Rov of the Ear itself. Why? Because a, a city is Kavua, called Kavua Kemechta Mechta Dami. So if you didn't have the itinerant merchants, the city, we would say, even though it's Rov Yisrael, we assume that the man who was Ma'anasar came from the Goyim. Below Acherov Sia Gredasa. And we also don't go after the itinerant, we don't assume the rove of the itinerant merchants. So even though most of them are Jews, we don't assume that the, that, that the person who was Ma'anasar was a Jew. The only time we, in other words, that was saying if she was raped by a group, let's say this same group was out in the desert, we would not follow the rove that's Yisrael. So if you think about this, as we just said, uh, so now our mission is understood in a case where you have both two roves. Uh, and basically, uh, and, and I'll explain that, we'll get to that in a minute. 
but basically, if it's in a city, then we don't follow the rove. That's that's actually not a chiddush because it's kavua. City's kavua. Kamechta mechta dami. We don't follow rove. But it's also saying we wouldn't follow after the rove of the group of itinerant merchants themselves either. And that requires a little bit of explanation because that's not kavua. And if it's not kavua, and someone came out of that group of of merchants and raped the girl, so you would say called the parish meruba kaparish. And whoever came out came out from the rove. And since the rove, you saw. So the question the Gemara is going to now deal with is, my timo, what's the reason that someone coming out of the group of itinerant merchants would not be considered kasher l'kuhuna because they're rov Yisrael and rov k'sherim? So the Gemara says, gzera rov siya atu rov ha'ir. So the Gemara says, you're right. Theoretically, itinerant merchants are non-kavua. And if a man came out of the itinerant merchants, we know, let's say they dress a certain way. So we see someone saw the man running away after he raped the girl. And we see it's someone from that group, but we don't know who it is. Um, in theory, we would say, called the parish, Meruba Kaparsh, and we follow Rove. But we were worried that if we allow, if we make that the halacha in a case, we say this girl was raped by someone from the traveling merchants, and we looked at Rove, that people are going to look at Rove in a city also. If they look at Rove in a city also, they're going to come up with the wrong result because in a city, it's called Kavua, Kemechta, Mechta, Dami, and therefore it is not considered, um, it is not considered, we don't look at Rove. So that's a gezerah of the Chachamim, that even in a case where she came, where it's non-kavua from a caravan or a group of merchants, uh, the same, uh, we, would, we, would not, we would not matter her there either, because we don't want people to come to matter someone in the city. Now the Gemara is going to say, okay, fine, but let's say, even let's say where, uh, so what you're saying is, because we're worried about in a case in the city where it's kavua, that we make a gezerah for the case where it's not kavua, where it's, where it's the itinerant merchants, but he's saying even in the case of city, we shouldn't follow Rove. Why? What about the fact if the man came to her, so even if you're dealing with the city, let's forget for the moment that there's a merchant there, merchant group, called the parish Meruba parish. So what happened in this case? The girl was down by the well. The city was nearby. Some man came and raped her. So... Why don't we instead of so we were saying dummy and we don't follow the rove because it's considered fifty fifty. Why don't we say a man left the city, raped her? Um, so why don't we say in that case we assume it's not kavua called the parish meruba kaparish, and the the we will say that the man came out of the city and raped her, and therefore because rove in that city are sharing lakuna, she should be kasher to kahuna. So Gemara says ihi ligabayu. Because sometimes, it's not saying in every case, but sometimes we would have a case where she would go to him. Now, if she would go to him, so unlike where he comes to her and he leaves town, if she goes to town and has beer with a man, so then it's kavua, because he's in his home, he's in his regular area, it's kavua, and if it's kavua, then we wouldn't follow rove. So therefore, we say in all instances where this kind of case happens, uh, we would assume that it doesn't come from the rove. So now, let's just uh, uh, encapsulate where we are, and then I'll try also to explain what the Gemara is talking about. So uh, we, we, are, we, are dealing, we are dealing with a case. When our Mishnah says, we assume when the, woman, when the girl got raped, we check, is it rove Yisrael? Is only if there's two roves there, both a rove Yisrael of the town and a rove of this group of itinerant merchants. In that case, we say that we look after rove. The way we're understanding the Gemara right now, in an ordinary case, we would not look after Rove if it only has one Rove. We've also learned that, that in the case of 
where there's where there's a group in a town and it's kavua, we don't follow rov. In theory, with itinerant merchants, we would follow rov, but we don't because we're worried if we follow rov. In the case of itinerant merchants, people will come to make a mistake and follow rov in in the city where it's kavua. So that's a problem. And we also make a gzera that even though in theory when a man leaves the city, even forgetting merchants for the moment, and he goes down and rapes the girl outside of town, you would say, called the parish, Meruba Kaparish, and he came from the rove, and since rove is kosher, kosher, so therefore the girl should be kosher and her child should be kosher. But we don't say that because we make a gzera that we're worried that if we're moderate when he goes to her at the well outside of town, then if she goes to him, then people are also going to be moderate, and it shouldn't be because once she goes to him, it's kavua. So we basically see... We're very worried about Kavua, so much so that we make Gezeros even where it's not Kavua because we're worried about Kavua. And in our Mishnah, which was dealing with a case of Kavua, the only reason we said that it's Kasher is because on top of there being a Rov Yisrael, which says we should follow in the city, there was also a Rov of uh, the itinerant merchants. And therefore, even though ordinarily we make a Gezeros in cases of, of non-Kavua because of Kavua, in this case it's Kavua, we have Two roves in favor. So two roves in favor, we don't need to be gozer. So that's the explanation of our Mishnah. It answers the question, why is it like Rabbi Gamliel or Rabbi Yeshua? We're saying it's like Rabbi Yeshua because even Rabbi Yeshua who says we ordinarily discard a cheskas kashris, in this case there's two roves in favor of her with her cheskas kashris, and therefore even Rabbi Yeshua would agree that she's mutter, and that explains our Mishnah. The rove from the city is because most of the time he goes to her? The rove in the city is because, no, because most people in the city are, are Jews. But the city is considered to be Kavua. The, so that's what happens. When there's two roves in favor, the city is considered, even though the city is Kavua, she's Mutter. So therefore, one rove is that most of the city is, is uh, Kasher, and the other rove is that most of the itinerant merchants are Kasher. So you have two roves. So even though one of them is Kavua, the case of the city then we would go after it. That's why the Gemara clarified before, it said even if you have a case where there's the city and there are these traveling merchants coming through, and but we know that the man who raped her, so even though you have that same circumstance, but we know that the man who raped her came from the city, it doesn't work because it has to be, it's not enough that there be itinerant merchants there, it has to be a suffix, did it come from the merchants or did it come from the city? Because if, it came from, if you have that suffix, where did it come from? And both of them are a rove to make her kusher, then we would say she's kosher, but it's only in that circumstance where she says she's kosher. So where's okay? Ra- Rabbi Yochanan and Nuri say about this Kavua principle? So what we're doing is we're explaining Rabbi Yochanan and Nuri. Rabbi Yochanan and Nuri is saying we agree with Kavua, and normally in a case of Kavua, we would say that she's not kosher. So why was she kosher in our Mishnah? Again, this is how we're understanding right now, because there's two rows to say she's kosher. No, no, no. Okay, sorry. Then let me explain that better. Rabbi Yochanan Menuri says this in our Mishnah. We're understanding Rabbi Yochanan Menuri says it only by two robes. Oh. The Gemara was asking a question, saying, "Which when we saw Rabbi Yochanan Menuri before we understood that it was two robes, we were saying we see Rabbi Yochanan Menuri's opinion that you go after the robe whether it's kasha or not." But we asked the kasha. We said, "How does this doesn't fit either Rabbi Gamliel or Rabbi Yeshua?" Because both, because Rabbi Gamliel says it's halacha even if it's robe psulin. And Rabbi Yeshua says, even if it's Rov Ksherim. So in our Mishnah, who cares that it's Rov Ksherim? It's not like either one of them. And what we're answering is, again, the Rishonim differ in this, but we'll go with Rashi. Rashi's saying, no, it's really like Rabbi Yeshua. And why is Rabbi Yeshua matered in this case, even though normally he, he, he says it's us or even with Rov Ksherim? He says, because in this case, we'll go after Rov Ksherim because you have two Rovs 
that go in support of the position along with our cheskas kashos. Okay, so now, uh, now we've kind of explained our Mishnah, and we're going to try to see... Uh, I really got to step on it here. We're going we're gonna to try and see how this works. So Amr Reb Zera, Reb Zera says as follows. So Reb Zera is going to ask a question. So right now we're understanding Rov. We have Rov a thousand times in the Gemara, right? We never thought of Rov as you need to have two, two majorities in order to say it. That's not how we think of it. So Reb Zera is going to say, Amr Reb Zera, Kol Kavu Dami. Uh, so if you're saying, we know Do we need two roves? Is it true we don't follow a simple rove? All the time we follow simple roves. And the Gemara says, We learned in a Brisa, you have nine stores. This is the case I told you. Nine of them sell sh- properly shechted meat that's kosher. One of them sells treif meat. Someone went and bought from one of them in Yerdea. Um, and he doesn't know from which one he bought it. Sveiko Aser. The suffix is Aser. Why? We're all experts in this now. Why is it Aser? Because it's Kavua. So, correct? Kol Kavua. Because we're in the town. That's why it's suffix is Aser. But the Brisa continues. Uvenimtza. Let's say where they just found a piece of meat. And there's nothing that identifies where it came from. So it's not in a store. We don't have a person that said, I bought it in the store. So in that case, Halachacha We go after the rope. So that's the brisa. So, so what do you see from the latter, the last four words of the brisa? So you see that you see a case where if it's not kavua, we go after the rove. Now, why wouldn't we say, oh, wait, rove? We only follow if there's two roves lahater, and here there's only one. So you see a case where we're relying on rove to be mater, even though they're not two roves in favor of being mater. So we say. Um, so before we improve our point, the, the Gemara is going to say, maybe you'll tell me, v'chitem v'shein zelasas medina nu'ula is t'ka'asi lo rupa me'alma. So you'll say, maybe you'll try and tell me, no, really that case also is dealing with two roves. What would be the two roves? You have the nine stores that sell kosher and one that sells strafe. And the other rove would be that you have meat coming in from around the world. And let's assume meat coming in from around the world is mostly kosher or whatever it is. All imported meat comes mostly from kosher. So you have two roves. You have a chance it was imported meat, which has a rove that is kosher, and chance that it was from the town, which has nine kosher stores and one trade store. But the Gemara says that you can't, you can't try and claim that this case is also where you have a second rove. Uh, that this halacha applies, that we say that if you find it not where you bought it in the stores, that applies even if the gates of the country are locked, there's no imported meat, we're dealing with only one rove. So that's not a good answer. So the question is, how did we say that our mission only works with two roves? We see rove all the time. The Gemara's answers, Mala Asu We encountered this before. We talked about the fact that Rabbi Yeshua was particularly strict in the cases in prior Mishnais because we're dealing with Kahuna and Kahuna were very careful. So here also, in the case, and now we've reopened rove. So we thought rove, we always thought of rove as a very strong concept. Then in our Gemara, we were saying rove only works if you have two roves in favor, not one. So now we're saying, no, ordinarily one rove works. Kavua is a problem, but one rove works where it's not Kavua. Why was our Mishnah requiring two kavua, two roves? Only because we were dealing with Kohanim, and by Kohanim, Rabbi Yeshua, according to Rashi, again, this is Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua, we learned before, is worried about Kohanim. So here also he's worried about Kohanim, and that's why he requires two roves in order to be her. Okay, Gufa. Now, oftentimes when we have Gufa, it quotes something we just finished saying. In this case, it's quoting something about which we talked about, but we didn't actually have this language before, but it's this concept of Kavua. So that's his statement. He says, this halacha that we look, when something is Kavua, that we look at it as we do that rule, Kavua, whether it creates a stringency or leniency. 
Okay, so now the Gemara wants to know, tell me the case where you see stringency and leniency. We know stringency, that's easy, we've already encountered it. But now the Gemara is going to try two cases and say, no, those aren't the Raya because those are stringency, and then it'll find one that is a leniency, and we'll see this point that Kavuah uh, dummy is done, whether it's stringent or lenient. Where does Reb know this idea of that it's Ben Lekula, Ben Lekumra? If you're going to say, So uh, that was the price that we just quoted. Nine stores selling shkuta, one selling trefa. And we say that uh, if you don't know which one you bought it from, the suffix is asr. So the Gemara says, it's asr. So hasam lechumra. That's a case of chumra. So we know chumra. Chumra is not hard. But what about kula? We don't know kula yet. So the Gemara says, Ella, maybe we know it from here. Okay, a sheretz, we know, is one of the Shmona Shratzim. There's eight Shratzim that are metame when they're dead, right? Now, uh, a frog is not one of them. So, so in this case, there was nine frogs and one sheretz. Rashi tells you it was a, it was a, a, a tzav. A tzav is um, like a toad. A toad. It looks like a frog. So, uh, and, and this is actually relevant. Because someone can determine whether or not it's a frog or a toad who actually knows what they're doing, that makes it kavua. Again, I said the kavua was a little beyond our topic today, but uh, in any event, what happened here is that there were nine frogs and one toad. The naga echad man, he touched one of them. And we don't know which one he touched. So in that case, it's a suffix. Even though nine of them are mutter and one of them is, I'm sorry, nine of them are, are, nine of them are mutter and one of them is asr. If he touches one, we say suffix is lechumra is tameh. So the Gemara says hasanami lechumra. That's also a stringency. There's a ten percent chance that it is that it is kosher, and yet we're saying uh, we're, I'm sorry, ten percent a ten percent chance that it's that it's tameh, and yet we're going lechumra and saying it's tameh. So Ella, where do we see a case where it is leniency? And this one will actually be the case. Mitisha shratzim. You had nine toads, zvetardeya echod, and one frog. So you had a ninety percent chance that it was tameh. Uh, and one frog among them, and you touched one of them, you don't know which one you touched. So, if it was an Urshus Yachid, it's Tame. The, uh, the suffix is Tar. Okay, what's that talking about? Let me take one second and tell you in Tuma, there's a general rule. If you have a suffix in Tuma, the way it works is if it's in, you look, where is it? Where does this suffix occur? If it occurs in Urshus Rabbim, then it's tar. If it occurs in Rishasa Yachid, it's tummy. That's not unique to that, this Gemara. That's a general concept. Concept suffix tummy Rishasa Rabbim is, is tar. Suffix tummy Rishasa Yachid is tummy. So what is this case? In this case, we're saying you go look whether it is Rishasa Yachid or Rishasa Rabbim. What does that tell you? That tells you it's a suffix. So if it's a suffix, why is it a suffix? In this case, you had 90% chance that it was a toad and tummy and 10% chance that it was tar. Rove should tell you Rov should tell you that it's Tame, because there's 90% chance that it was Tame. The fact that we say, no, it's a suffix, and therefore we have to look, is it Rishas Yachid or Rishas Arabim, demonstrates that we say, Ko Kavua dummy, that since in this case it's Kavua, so even though you have a 90% chance that it was a toad and it's Tame, since there's a 10% chance that it was Tahar, and we're dealing with Kavua, it's Kamechta Mechta, it's like 50-50, 50-50 is a suffix, we know in Tuma, when we get a suffix, we look, is it in Rishas Yachid or Rishas Arabim? So we've now demonstrated a case where Kokovul Kamechtamechtadami helps us in an instance where it is Lekula, where it creates a leniency. Okay, now the Gemara wants to know, where do we know it from the Torah? Why? Because let's think about this. Anytime in, 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 uh, in, 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 a, in a Torah concept, 
If we go Lechumra, you could say that could be Daraisa, we go Lechumra, it could be Darabanan, you go Lechumra. But if you're dealing with a Darabanan, if you're dealing with a Kula that is not, does not have a source in a Daraisa, on what basis could the Chachamim matter something that's a Tumah Daraisa? It must be that if we're using Kokavuk Kamechta Mechta Dami, and we're using it Lekula, it has to be that the rule of Kokavuk Kamechta Mechta Dami, Bein Lekula, Bein Lechumra, has a Torah source. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to use it, Lekula, in a Deraisa concept. So now the Gemara says, once you've demonstrated that we rely on Kokovo Kamechta Mechta for leniency, once you've demonstrated that, we need to find the Torah source, because otherwise you can't rely on a rabbinic leniency to matter a Torah Deka Tuma. So we're going to look for where, where is that case? Where is the source in the Torah? The Gemara says, and with Deraisa we know, and where do we know in Torah? Amakra, the Pasuk says, Arav love, come love. What's this talking about? Okay, the Pasuk over there is talking about Are uh, Miklot. We know if someone kills someone by accident, um, then he can run to one of the, the cities of refuge and Are uh, Miklot, right? So in this case, in the case, the Pasuk though says, what happens if he ambushes his friend and, he's, and he, he, he kills him and then he runs to one of the Are Miklot? We don't let him be there, right? So now the Pasuk says, Va'aravlo, he, he waits for him, or he, he, like I said, he ambushes him, Ve'kamalav, and he comes on him and he kills him. So, Rabbi Shimon, this is going, uh, Gemara and Sanhedrin, Rabbi Shimon says, Ashit is It has to be that he has kavana for him. That's what, because the words, he waits in ambush for him, are, are extra, are unnecessary. So we say, what does it mean? It says that in order for him not to be eligible for Ari Mikla, in order for him to be, you know, it has to be where he had intention to kill this very person. But if, if he intended to kill Reuven, and by accident he killed Shimon, we learn from there that that is considered a mistake. So even though he purposely killed someone, since he killed the wrong, it was his unintended target, that's still considered an accident. That's from Shimon's view. We're not really interested in Rav Shimon. We're interested in what comes after that. Rabban and Amri and the Rabban say, they quote the Bey Rav Yanai, that Prat Lazarik Evan Lego. This, this words, Va'aravlo, they wait in ambush, which Rav Shimon understood to mean that you have to have intent for a specific person, otherwise it's a, it's, it's a, a suffix. He says, no, that is coming to teach you the case. If you throw a stone into a group, and let's just say those are nine Kenanim and one Yisrael, so chances are it's going to hit, it's going to hit one of the Kenanim. So we're saying in that case, you're, you're, um, that's not considered something that you can't run to Ari Miklot. That's still considered an accidental death. Uh, you know, in other words, that's not considered a premeditated murder. So now the Gemara is going to try and figure out uh, how, how do we know that? What's the case? Hey, dummy, what's the case? If you're going to tell me that the case is where you had nine Kananim standing there and one Yisrael and he threw a stone in there or he shot a bullet, whatever. Why don't you just say the reason that he's not, that he's not Chayev is because they're mostly Kananim. It's 90% Kananim. So inami, if you're going to say palgo palgo, if you're going to say half and half, I can't do that because suffering the fashos the hakel. We have a general concept that in matters of of, of death, uh, life and death, we go lekula. We learn it. Rashi says from the pasuk by tzilu ha'eda. So we learn it's lekula. So therefore, if it's five kenanim and five yisraelim, and he shot a bullet in and it ac- and it accidentally killed the yisrael, we would say he's still he's still putter because uh, because it was fifty fifty chance it would hit a kenani, and since. Since it's a it's a din in the we will go lekula and say he's not chayev. So lotricha must be that. What are we talking about? The ikatisha yisraelim that there was nine yisraelim kenani echa b'neiam the havelik kenani kavua. So he's saying so we're dealing with a case where we had nine yisraelim and one kenani. Now even though and the kenani standing part of this group is kavua, 
And so even though you would say in this case 90% chance it's Yisrael, you should say that we consider that a premeditated murder and he's higher for murder. The Gemara says no, because kol kavua kemechza mechza dummy, that kavua is kemechza mechza. And therefore, even though there's only one Kenani and nine Yisraelim, we treat it as if there was five Kenanim and five Yisraelim. If it's five Kenanim and five Yisraelim, it's a perfect suffix. In a case of perfect suffix, where it's the Ninefashos, we go Lakula. So what do you see? You see a Pasuk, Va'aravlo, had to come teach us. We said, we see we don't need the Pasuk where it's 90% Kenanim. We don't need the Pasuk where it's, 90, where it's 50-50. So where do we need the Pasuk where it's 90-10? And we still say 50-50. And therefore, he's not Chayev. So you see a case where the Torah had a limud that it needed to demonstrate to us the halacha, because if not for the Torah telling us he wouldn't be chayev, I'm sorry, because otherwise we would treat that as kemechza mechza and say he's potter, and so the Torah needed to tell us that, otherwise we would have thought 90-10, we would say chances are he was going to hit a Yisrael and therefore he should be chayev. Answers the Gemara, no, we see the Torah was telling us that mechza mechza, kokovo kemechza mechza dami, and therefore safek nefasha is lahakel. Okay? So there, there's our source for Kol Kavu even in a leniency. Um, okay, so Rav Chia Barashi says in the name of Rav, the Halach is like Rav Yossi. Rav Yossi, if you remember, is the one who said in our Mishnah the story and said that the woman is, is kosher. Rav Chanan Barava Amar Rav. Rav Chanan Barava says in the name of Rav. Again, watch out. There's a lot of Ravs going on here. They're all the same person. Uh, Rav Chanan Barava says in the name of Rav. Hayra Shah Haisa. This was an emergency measure, harasha. It was, had to do with something unique to the times. Okay, so how, how are we understanding this here? We're understanding this, that Rav said the halacha is like Rabbi Yossi. We're understanding Rabbi Yossi the way we initially understood our Mishnah, which is the fact that if it's Rav Yisrael, forget the two Rovs, if it's Rav Yisrael, then they're kasher. And Rav Amar Rav said harasha, no, this is dealing with harasha. It was only in the case in the Mishnah was a unique circumstance, but normally we would not rely on a rove, right? So that's how the Gemara is understanding it right now. So now, Masri Rav Yirmiya. Rav Yirmiya is going to ask a question. If we assume that Rav Yossi was saying his halacha even by one rove, Rav Yirmiya says, I have a problem with that. Are you telling me that with Yochsin, with, with uh, matters of kahuna, that Rav doesn't require two, that Lobain and Trey Ruby doesn't require two roves? We learned in the Mishnah, Matzah Mushloch, we found a uh, abandoned baby. Uh, so there's a baby just lying there in the street. So we look at the town. If the town is mostly Goyim, we assume the baby's in Ovekachavim, a guy. If most of the people in the city are Yisraelim, then Yisrael. Then we consider it Yisrael. But what happens if the city is 50 50 Jews and Goyim? Yisrael. We consider him a Yisrael. Rav said on this latter case, Lo uh, Shana, we didn't learn that we're, uh, I'm sorry, Rav said on the case of Rov Yisrael. He said, we didn't learn that it's Rov Yisrael, Elo uh, Lahachioso. We said he's Yisrael in order to, to, to keep him alive. What does this mean? Which basically means, um, Rashi says, Bezim Etzuvan Lefarnaso, Mishum Vachayachicha Imach. It says you should live with your brother, so we know we have to give tzedakah, we have to take care of people, right? So, uh, Rav is saying, when did we say that if it's Rov Yisrael, we treat him like Yisrael? It means we treat him like Yisrael for purposes of giving him tzedakah, uh, but not for other purposes. We'll see the other purposes that is not covered. But for yuchsin, we would not rely on it. So you see Rav Paskening, that in a case of yuchsin, one rov, rov Yisrael, is not sufficient, right? So Rav is saying, according to this, rov Yisrael is not sufficient. So now, if you understand our Mishnah, 
that Rav said the halach is like Rabbi Yossi, and Rabbi Yossi is saying when there's one rove, we look, we go basar rove for yuchsin, because our mission was dealing with is she roi lekuhuna. So you see a stira in Rav. Here in the case of where you find the baby, Rav saying for yuchsin, we don't rely on one rove. And the Mishnah is saying, and Rav said that Allah is like Rabbi Yossi in the Mishnah, the way we're understanding Rabbi Yossi in the Mishnah, as we did way back in the beginning of the Gemara, is that Rabbi Yossi is saying it even by one rove. So now, the Brisa continues, which we're going to figure out soon in a minute what it means. Shmuel, Amr, Shmuel says, in the case of Rav Yisrael, we also believe in lefakech, halav as agal. We've learned this halach a number of times, that basically if a building collapses on someone and there's a chance it's a Jew, so we say, if Rav of the people in the city are Jews, and we know someone's trapped under there, we are Mechal Shabbos for it because we're, we're, we, we think it might be a Jew under there. So Shmuel seems to be saying, in a case where it's rove Jews, we'll uncover the stones. If it's not rove Jews, we won't. The Gemara is going to have trouble with that, and we're going to finish that. But for purposes of our question, Rabbi Yirmiyah was asking and saying, we see that Rav says in a case of Yuchsin that one rove is not enough, and in our Mishnah we're saying one rove is enough. So we say, Ishtamitzei Hadam Rabbi Yehudam Rav Bikrena Shel Tzipuri Havimaisa. He says, Rabbi Yirmiyah, when he asked this question, forgot that we established our Mishnah to be dealing with a case of two roves. So now Rav is consistent, because in the Mishnah he says, when did, the Allah is like Rabbi Yossi, but when did Rabbi Yossi say his Allah? Only when there's two roves, both a city and itinerant merchants. Now in this price of a baby, or this Mishnah of a baby, Rav also said for Yuchsin, it's not enough to have one rove. That's consistent with the Mishnah, because the Mishnah also said, one rove is not enough, you need two roves. So now we've answered the stira in Rav. Okay. Uh, so the Gemara now asks, fine, so originally we understood, we, we had one quote in the name of Rav saying that Halacha is like Rabbi Yossi, and one quote saying it's Harasha. So originally we were understanding that the Halacha of Rabbi Yossi is saying by one rove we go Lakula, and the Harasha was saying, no, normally we don't go Lakula, it was just that particular case we go Lakula. But now that we're saying that, that the Mishnah is a Chumrah, is saying you need two roves, then the Harasha is saying you don't normally need two roves, Normally, one rove is enough. That's how we would understand. So they're arguing with one another. So the question is, when we understood the Mishnah to be a Kula, then the Harasha was a Chumrah. Now that we understand the Mishnah to be a Chumrah because you need two roves, not one, one isn't enough, then the Harasha is, 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 is Lakula. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the Harasha is, is Lakula. So he says, and that would be Rav. Rav is the one, they were both quoted Rav. Rav so in other words, if you're saying that Rav holds Harasha and we should go Lakula, because our Mishnah was going Lakumra, then that's a problem because in this Mishnah about finding the baby, Rav says we only learn Lahachyosa, but Yochsin not. So you see that he's Machmer by Yochsin. So how can you say Harasha in the Mishnah normally were Mako, but we see that even in the case of the baby, Rav says that we're Machmer. So we say Mandamasniha, Lamasniha. The one who learned this didn't learn this. Meaning that the one who says that Harasha, the one who said this thing about Harasha was not learning our mission with two roves, was learning with one rove. So therefore, if it's one rove, it's the Kula and the Harasha is the Chumrah. If we're learning our Mishnah that there was two, that there was two roves and therefore our Mishnah is generally expressing a Chumrah, he didn't say this halacha of Harasha. So therefore, it's not a steer on Rav because the person who said this halacha of Harasha was only saying it according to the understanding of the Mishnah, that our Mishnah was talking about one rove and establishing Rabbi Yossi's halacha, Rabbi Yochanan Manuri's halacha l'kula. But if you're understanding the Mishnah to be l'chumra, then he didn't say this business about harasha. Okay, Gufa, 
Now we'll get to, we get to read quickly because this is stuff we just learned. Thankfully, the Gemara quotes the entire Brisa. Gufa Matzaba Tinek Moshloch. You find a baby that's thrown in Rov of the Kachavim of the Kachavim. Most Goyim is a Goyim. Rov Yisrael Yisrael. Most of the people are Yisrael and Yisrael. Mechta Mechta is split split 50-50 Yisrael. I'm a Rav. Rav said Loshon Elachio. So we only learned that Rov Yisrael matters to give him tzedakah. But we wouldn't rely on it for Kohanic, um, Kohanic lineage. So again, we've learned that. Shmuel Amr. Shmuel says Lofakei a Gal. Rav, you just said a halacha by where it's mostly Yisrael. I'm going to tell you that um, where it's mostly Yisrael, you can also uh, uncover someone from under the stones. So now the Gemara says, so we, what we understand from that is that Shmuel saying that if it's 50-50 or if it's Rov Kananim, we wouldn't, we wouldn't uh, be Machal Shabbos to take away the stones. So the Gemara says, Did Shmuel say that? We learned in the name of Shmuel, in case of pikoch nefesh, you don't follow the rope. Meaning, even if there's a small chance that it's a Jew, we, in the case of pikoch nefesh, we're going to be docha Shabbos, because we say, he should live with you, and, and, and that means that we learn that the mitzvah should never be the cause of someone dying. So therefore, since a guy might be a Jew underneath that pile, the mitzvah shouldn't be what preclude us from what makes him die. So therefore, if we don't uncover the stones, he might die, it might be a Jew. So we see that in that case, Shmuel says, you would always do it even if there's like a 1% chance that it's a Jew. So how could Shmuel be saying, when did we say that you can uncover the stones only where it's Rov Yisrael? We see that he holds even where it's a minute chance that it's Yisrael. Elaki itmar to Shmuel, so he said, don't understand Shmuel to be going answering Rav. Rav said a halacha that we, uh, uh, we rely on it for 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 Lahachios, but not for Yochsin, was going on Rav Yisrael. And we assume that Shmuel was saying his halacha on Rav Yisrael. He says, no, learn it on the Reisha. Ki itmar to Shmuel, Reisha. Itmar said in Rav of the Kochavim, of the Kochavim. We said that if most of the people in the city are in Ovek Kochavim, we treat this child who's thrown there as an Ovek Kochavim. But even so, even if we say that that kid is a guy, if the kid is under a pile of rocks on Shabbos, we're going to uncover the rocks. So Shmuel wasn't talking about the same case as Rashi. I'm sorry, I'm sorry Shmuel wasn't talking about the same case as Rav. So therefore, uh, therefore, Shmuel was going on the ratio, Rav was going on the middle case. They were talking about two different things. Now that we say Rav and Shmuel don't argue, Im Rav Ovdekachavim so fine. So now we understand the Rav and Shmuel, they're not talking about that. So then we want to understand the Brisa. The Brisa says, if most of the people in the town are, are Goyim, then this child is treated like a guy. Lamai Helchusa, for what point do you tell me that? Amra Papala Hakilo Nevelos, to feed him Nevelos. Meaning, if we say that most people in that town are Goyim, we assume this kid is a guy, we would even feed him Trafe. We, we treat him like a guy, even to feed him trafe, even though it's something we're affirmatively doing. We are affirmatively treating him like a guy, even though there's some chance that, uh, that maybe he's a Jewish child. Rov tells you that you, uh, that you treat it like a guy. Okay, in Rov Yisrael, Yisrael Lamai Helchasa. If it, the, 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 the Mishnah said, if, if most, uh, if most of uh, the people are Jews, then you treat him like a Jew, Lamai Helchasa, for what point? To, to give him an Aveda. So he's saying, when do you give an Aveda back in a case where there are most Jews? What's the halach of Aveda? If you find someone's lost object, you have to give it to him. Right? Now, why do we say it has to be most Jews? Because in a case where we say rove Jews, so we'll say, why is that a Chiddush? It's a Chiddush because we're dealing with a case of Hamotzi Mechaver Olavaraya. I go to, to someone, I say, that's my object. He says, prove it to me that it's your object. He says, but he says, not only that, he says, prove it to me that you're a Jew. You know, you were found when you were a little baby and no one knew what you were. So we say no, because if it's, if it's a rove that it's a Jew, we treat him as a Jew for purposes of an Aveda, and you can't tell him, maybe you're not a Jew, I don't have to return it to you. 
Okay, the bread, the Mishnah said, Mechzah, Mechzah is 50-50. Mechzah, Mechzah, Yisrael, if half of it is Yisrael, am I Helchasah? What halacha was that coming to teach us? Amresh Lakish Lenizakin was coming to teach us a case of Nizakin. So I'm going to give a 30 second primer here on Nizakin with a guy. If my animal as a Jew gores a guy, I don't pay him anything. If his animal gores mine, he owes me 100%. Even though if a Jew's animal would gore me, we, we have the business of uh, uh, Tom for three cases and then Muad, right? So the guy gets doubly messed over. If I damage him, I don't have to pay him. If he damages me, he has to pay me 100%, not 50%. That's the halacha. So now, what we're saying is, where there's a 50-50 chance that this kid was a Jew, for Nizakin, we'll treat him as a Jew. How so? Hey, Chidami, the Gemara says, Inema, if we're going to say, where my shore gored his shore, right? So I'm telling him, I don't owe you anything, and he's saying, pay me, Lamalay will say to him, I see Raya Disrav Atchokel. He says, I say to him, but you're, you're, you were a baby found 50 50 town. Prove to me that you're a Jew, or else I don't have to pay you anything because you're a guy. So in that case, he's trying to take money from me. So that can't be the case that's coming to tell us. So Lotzricha, rather, where do we need this Mishnah to tell us? The Nanche Turdi Dei Leturdi Don. This is presumably dealing in a case where Halacha dictates we're in charge of what happens. So his. Shore damaged my shore. Um, I say, he says to me, you owe me, you owe me like a short time, 50%. I say, I owe you nothing because, because, uh, he says, I, uh, I'm sorry, um, his shore, uh, his shore door, gored mine. I say, you owe me, you owe me, uh, 100%. He says, I only owe you 50% because I'm a Jew. So in that case, um, so he says, Palga, uh, Mishalim, you should pay half, Eidoch Palga, the other half, Amrlahu, I see Raya the Lav Yisrael of Aton Vaton Lachun. Because I'm saying you're a guy. He says you're trying to get money for me to make me pay 100 percent instead of like a short time. Prove that I'm not a Yisrael and you could take it. So he's saying for that purpose we treat him like we treat him like a, a, a we treat him like a Jew for that purpose. Okay.